You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Wisdom is the Greek word Sophia. Sophia means wisdom. Wisdom means discernment. It's been a wonderful joy and it continues to be a joy to serve the Lord. But in the 50 years of ministry, I'll tell you what, I'm watching so much, so many God's people making a decision based on a lack of wisdom. What I feel. Well, here's what I want to do. Or here's what I believe I'm supposed to do. Lest you think I'm preaching at you. And I'm hesitant to tell you this. During COVID, I made a decision. I fasted over it. I lost a lot of weight over it. I prayed over it. I begged God over it. Wisdom is always based on this text and what we see tonight on faith. Faith is believing God. Though you cannot see how the Red Sea is going to open up, you just believe God's going to do it. I lost about 30 pounds during that season, fasting. I could not sleep. I was in turmoil. I was in, and, and I would go from great faith. And I had bouts of great fear. I'm not talking about, please, anything that would disqualify me from being a pastor. I'm not talking about a moral failure, financial failure, a, 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 a sin. It's not sin. What I, but, but I had to make a decision. The devil uses it, and he knows now because I'm saying about it, but it torments me. I made a decision, tried to get all the information I could and tried to figure it out tried to walk with God and tried to fast. And I read so much Bible those days and I stayed alone with God and really basically was 12 hours a day just alone with God. And I believe I made Brother Van Dyke a decision based on fear rather than faith. Brother Van Dyke, I don't think the deacons need to ask if the church would get rid of me. I'm not suggesting that. I prayed for you. I tried to be spiritual. I just, it is so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to be captured by fear. You're looking at me like you've never had it. I, I was just so disappointed once in a while with myself. I want to be a mighty man of faith. And during COVID, I've made many decisions based on huge faith. And God honored that. But it's so possible for you and for me to be stuck at a Red Sea moment where God says turn and they went to Baal Safan and there the Red Sea was before them and the gypsies were coming behind them and they could not turn to the left, they could not turn to the right. The only way through to victory was getting into that Red Sea. There wasn't a bridge. There wasn't time to be a bridge built. Uh, Pharaoh's chariots were coming. 
And they said, you see what's before us? And Exodus 14, 14, God says he's going to fight for us. Exodus 14 is the most quoted chapter in the Old Testament throughout the Word of God. Jeremiah quotes that chapter. Isaiah quotes that chapter. And the prophets quote that chapter. You find it in the book of Ezekiel. You find it in the book of, of Psalms. It's in the New Testament. That Red Sea experience is an experience that has to be made not by fear but by faith. Well, I, I just don't know. I've been single so long and that I've just waited and waited and God doesn't send. And, and so we make a decision and it's a wrong decision. God says, I want you to have wisdom. This morning, one word, trials. Tonight, one word, and that's the word wisdom. That you might and that I might have spiritual discernment. This is the right thing to do. This is not the right thing. A man writes to his son. His name is Solomon. He writes the book of Proverbs to his son Rehoboam. He talks to him about all these different subjects. Wealth. Talks about money. He talks about women. The good women, Proverbs 31, and the wrong women, 5, 6, and 7. He talks about so many subjects, but one is wisdom. And he said, son, 125 times in the book of Proverbs, you need to get wisdom. Wisdom's a principal thing. Most people leave, go somewhere else and make a decision with life and there's no wisdom. I cannot tell you how many people have talked to me during COVID here and other churches and said, we are moving to, and they'll give me the city. And there, I said, have you, have you been? And we bought a house there. And I said, What's, where's your church? They said, we can't find one yet. We don't know of a church, but we're going to get one. At the end of the back of the stadium, uh, I came down the steps one Sunday morning. To one of the dearest people said, we're moving. And I said, when? They said, tomorrow. We're going to this city, this state. And they said, we have no idea what, what church is there. Do you have a church you can recommend? Uh, that's not the order. That's not wisdom, friend. The principal thing in our life is that God would give us a New Testament local church. We came here. We did not own a house. We are buying one now. Be ninety nine when it's paid off. But we were married 16, 17 years before we ever got into a house. And my wife and I claimed, and we did. And she's in the nursery. She's undoubtedly watching or gossiping right now. Probably the latter of the two, I would imagine. You ladies know what I'm talking about. That's why we don't have a hard time getting ladies in the nursery. Oh yeah, I'll stay there. I don't know what you do in there, but I'm not sure it's the right thing. But you know, you're, you're going to, my wife and I decided, we, we sing, I tend to our cottage, why should I care? They're building a palace for me over there. You know, my parents you sit right there for 33 years. They sat in this church and sat right there when we moved here. They're both with the Lord. They had a beautiful four-bedroom house, beautiful house. They moved in it new in 1970 when I was off at college. I came home to see them, but they didn't give me the address, so I couldn't find them at all at Christmas that year. 
But uh, they had a new house, and they, they picked me up and brought me to that house. You know, when their journey was done, they had sold the house. They lived in an apartment over here on Lick Mill and then moved down where my sister was for her to care for them and went to an, a little smaller apartment, one bedroom. And then they went to a facility that had assisted care. And then they needed 24-hour day care and they were in a little tiny room. They both eventually, within three years of one another, died in the same bed at the same place in the same month. They had nothing. When, when my mother died, it took us about five minutes. I'm not trying to be cruel. You will never know how much I miss her and how much I loved her. We took her, basically she had nothing left. They, weren't, they could not get to church. They were bedridden. Mother had no dresses left but one for the funeral. They had no dress shoes left, no purses left. She had pajamas, night house coat, slippers. It took us about one garbage can, a plastic bag, and we put everything in there and went right to the dumpster. It was done. When my dad drew his last breath and I took, it, took, it took me probably five minutes. The only thing I took on the wall was a wedding picture of my mother and dad. Took us by, well, everything else was gone. You know, we're living to get so much stuff. But by the time my five folks died, they gave away the car. I think they gave it to a student here, come to think of it. My dad gave away the truck some student in the college began to drive that truck of his. They sold all their possessions. We're making decisions. Well, I need this. I can have this beautiful thing, but you don't have a church. There's a lack of wisdom. And God's word says here in verse number five, if any of you lack wisdom, we need wise Christians in 2022. Wise mothers and wise dads and wise husbands and wise fathers. We need wise teenagers, wise children, amen. Wise college students, wise employers if you're an employer, wise employees, wise families that you make decisions based on wisdom, the ability to manage decision, the ability to discern this is right. This is wrong. We need friends that have wisdom. I do not want to hang around people that do not have wisdom. I just don't want to be around. You know what it is when you're with someone with no wisdom? And the Bible's going to show us in a moment what, the, what, what reveals if you have it. But people that don't have, are sort of like that, that lemon or that orange that you have or that apple. And it begins to rot, and what it does, it tarnishes and ruins everything around it. I'm not going to hang around a scoffer. I don't want to be around a scorner. I don't want to be around someone that's negative. I've got enough negativity coming at me every day of my life. I don't want, I want to, he that walk with his wise man shall be wise. There's a man in First Chronicles and 
excuse me, Second Chronicles. In chapter 1, God says, what do you want, Solomon? You ask, what you want, I'll give it. And he said, I want wisdom. God says, because you asked for wisdom, neither wealth or riches, I'll give you your wealth or riches. He said, I know the priority. I watched my daddy, David. My daddy needed wisdom. My dad was a good man, and I'm Solomon. I need wisdom. You need wisdom. I need wisdom. In 2022, do we not, do, do not act on a whim? Do not act on a feeling, on an emotion. Well, I just feel like I got to do this. I got to go over here. I got to do this. Slow down. Let God give you wisdom. God's word here is very important where he says, if any of you lack wisdom, there's the realization. Do you see it? The realization, I don't have wisdom. In yourself, you don't have wisdom. You may have knowledge. But we don't need knowledge like we need wisdom. Knowledge is science. We're basing a whole country on science right now, they say. But we don't need knowledge right now. We need wisdom. God has brought America through every adversity of every battle and war and, and every situation. And now when we need God the most, they don't want God. The realization, if any of you lack, the word lack is empty. Are you empty? Are you a man or a woman of wisdom? Or are we running on the gas gauge says empty? We left out of here today, and my wife said, I heard the, the, her car going, ding, 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 ding. And, and I, she said, I got my seatbelt on. She goes, you got to put your seatbelt on. And I said, I got mine on. And, and I said, ding, ding, ding. I said, what in the world? And I looked, and the gas light, it's empty. We're praying that it can get us home tonight. In the, maybe somebody in the gym has gasoline there, I'm not sure. But you know, friend, when you lack wisdom, you're running on empty. I recall my son preached a message here and he gave out a, to the youth this particular a, a, a gas gauge, empty or full, and it's on the Holy Spirit. Are you empty or are you full? If any of you lack, you sweet mothers, I, I, don't, I, I don't ever want to make you feel like I really, I don't know how you do it. How in the world can you keep everything going? Marriage and family and children and meals and cleaning and many of you work and all those things that you do and being a homework advisor with your kids. Oh, you have to have wisdom. If any of you lack, there's a realization. Here's the request. Ask of God. If any of you lack, there's the realization of wisdom. Let him ask of God. There's the request. God, please. I pray every day. God, please give me wisdom. I try to open up every staff meeting and close every staff meeting and every uh, individual staff member that comes by that we have appointments and we ask. We always start with prayer. We end with prayer. And we always pray, give us wisdom. We're dealing with people's lives. We just cannot be careless in this. We must have wisdom. There's a realization, the lack of wisdom. There's a request. Let's ask of God. Ask us to plead, to beg. Oh, a hundred times a day, ask God, give me wisdom right now. Give me wisdom. Give me discernment. And then notice the reception of it. 
Let him ask of God, here it is, that giveth to all men liberally. You receive wisdom from the hand of God, and God can give it to every man. We know so well, Cooper and others of you, we know so well Brother Bobby Robertson. I miss him so much. Brother Bobby, you've heard it a thousand times. His church had the largest bus ministry in America that wasn't attached to a Bible college. He didn't have a bunch of workers from a Bible college there. His church would run 1,500 of the buses, largest in America. His facilities were just breathtaking. He has the largest banquet hall and kitchen in the Winston-Salem secular area. Duke University is there. It was He paid for it just out of the excess of the offering. He saved money for years, paid for cash, paid for that auditorium that's very similar to this with cash. He, he, had, he had a large church of 3,500, 3,800 in a town of that same attendance population. Amazing man. Bobby Robertson had great wisdom. I love talking to him. Brother Bobby, I need some help. I don't know what to do. Can you talk to me? Can you give me some wisdom here? Bobby Robertson went to eighth grade one morning. And he received a call, and the teacher said to go to the principal's office, and he went. And the principal said, we're going to have to send you home, Bobby. He found out his 39-year-old dad died of a heart attack who was a preacher. He worked at the bank to pay his way and pastor in that church. Bobby had a mother. They were poor. They didn't have money. He had to drop out of school in eighth grade. Began to work in the tobacco fields for R.H. Reynolds. He worked on the farms. He never got back to school. Never had calculus. Never had biology. Never had chemistry. Never had any kind of shop. Never went to high school. Bobby Robertson, who preached in this pulpit so many times, I watched lawyers and doctors and pilots, nurses, dignified people, business people sit at his feet and hear a man preach the word of God and they listened with care and they respected him and they listened to what he had to say and responded to what he had to say. Why? Because he had such knowledge. No, because he was a man of wisdom. We're getting trapped around here with that same thing. We have so many people. You're so big into education. I'm not saying let's be ignorant. I'm not saying let's not have biology and algebra and uh, trig and all those. Uh, I'm not saying that. But parents, the biggest thing you can do for your kids, read Proverbs, not give them knowledge, give them wisdom. Well, they've got to have the best education. I have watched kids repeatedly drop out of our place for 40 five years and they want this big education and to this date I've never seen one go on to accomplish anything for God. I've seen a lot just stay with Christian education and succeed. I know that's 
a little testy to say something like that. Kids that don't have a foundation of a Christian school, many times they have no idea of social skills. They don't have, many times, not an idea how to communicate. Be careful, parents. The priority of your child is to seek first the kingdom of God. I have seven minutes left and I'm not even where I'm supposed to be. But I see tonight the realization and the request and the reception. These people, these people need it, wisdom. And God says he'll give it liberally. That is very generous. I'll just give you as much as you want, bountifully, over and above, upbraideth not. He won't, no, he won't chide us. No, you don't need wisdom. God won't chide us. He upbraideth. That was what, what's that mean? And as we go through trials, we're going to have to have wisdom. A little 10-year-old boy called the neighbor man, Uncle John, and he was out there, and Uncle John said, to him, hey, hey, and he called the little boy by his name, and he said, I want to ask you a question, son. Do you have a girlfriend? Well, he's 10 years old. Do you have a girlfriend? And he said, oh, no. Oh, gross, no. I'm going to go play baseball. And the little neighbor girl, Mary, was sitting on the fence, and she said, boys are always the last to know. And she said, he has no wisdom, doesn't he? No wisdom. Notice the result of wisdom. And I want you to go to chapter 3 and we'll be done. Verse 13, chapter 3, who is wise and endued with knowledge among you? Who's wise? And then he shows people that are not. They're bitter. They envy. They have strife. They glory not in uh, and they lie against the truth. And he said, this wisdom that descendeth not from above, but it's earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish, it's envy, it's strife. Don't, don't hang around someone that has envy and strife. Don't, don't do it, please. You, you, you cannot, you cannot, I cannot do that. You, you cannot have someone who has bitterness in their heart and anger in their heart and strife in the heart. For where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every, work, every evil work. Here's our verse. But the wisdom that is from above. Tonight, if you want to say, I want some evidence that I have wisdom. Well, this shows us in this verse. If I have wisdom, it's going to show me the evidence. And I know if it's fear or faith. And I know if it's wisdom or just my knowledge. God says, if you have wisdom, Jack, it's going to be pure. Your motives will be pure. Your heart will be pure. Your thoughts will be pure about it. You, you won't make a decision based on impurity. You won't make a decision based on flesh. This, this is good for me. It's a pure motive. What's the second one? It's peaceable. You make a decision and it tears apart your marriage or tears apart your family or tears apart your siblings or tears apart an owner of a business. It's, that's not peaceable. That's destructive. And when your, your decision 
creates an adverse situation for others, it's not wisdom. Slow down. That's not wisdom. Wisdom is pure. Wisdom is peaceable. Wisdom, the Bible says, is gentle. What is a person that's gentle? A sissy? No. Gentle is a person who is not harsh and critical. I, I don't know how to do the social media. But people that are harsh toward anyone else on social media, that's not a wise person. Sometimes, sometimes I, I, I hear of it. Some adult kids trash their parents. That, that's, not, that's not wisdom. That's envy. That's strife. That's anarchy. Some can hurt their own brother or sister or family or church or another church. Please, please, if, we, if, if you don't agree with another church, it's not your job to attack that church. That pastor is going to answer to God. Please be careful. Because when you have wisdom, uh, you, you're peaceable and you're gentle and you're easily to be entreated. What does that mean? I can admit I was wrong. When you can never say, I was wrong, I'm, I, I did that wrong, I, I, I reacted wrong, I, please forgive me. You have earthly wisdom, but you don't have heavenly wisdom. Because you can't even be entreated. Why are you always picking on me? Why are you always, you have more rules. That, that, that's, you're not easily entreated. You don't have wisdom. Look what he says. Full of mercy, that's pity. If you cannot see the needs of people and have pity, you don't have wisdom. And good fruits, it produces something. That's why you bus workers are so important. And you Sunday school teachers that teach them are so important. And you ushers in your areas are so important. Because when you have the, not only the fullness of the Holy Spirit, but wisdom, you have good fruits. And you're without partiality. We're not ever going to be able to legislate through government for us to love one another. But when you love God, you'll have wisdom. And you'll be without partial, and you'll be without hypocrisy. You're not going to be a fake and a phony. You know, tonight, God wants us to have not earthly, but heavenly wisdom. So we borrow from the wisdom of others. We take from somebody else a wise man, Titus 2. Spurgeon said this regarding wisdom. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. But many people have knowledge and no wisdom. They're fools. As I close tonight, a young editor in New York book company asked an older seasoned editor, Give me advice. And the older seasoned editor said this. You're going to have to learn how to borrow wisdom from experienced, seasoned people. That couple over there, though he was in the hospital last month, our chairman of our deacons, they came here, he was 39 years of age when I began to be his pastor. While he was in the hospital last month, they celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary. 
Why would you go online to learn about marriage from some other girl your age? I'd go to a couple. Just tell me how you got along. How'd you figure this thing out? You have scores of people in this auditorium that could provide a good answer. Why do young girls go to their peers to learn how to raise a child? That's the craziest thing. Well, I'll tell you how we did it. They cry, we put them in the room, we shut the door. That's how they did it. Well, yeah, but that's your little friend Gertrude telling you that. I don't know what the answer is, but some seasoned lady would know. Well, my child does this. How do you deal with that? Well, get some seasoned lady that could help. You know, let's stand together. As we are getting ready to close, wait a minute. You know, as we stand, life gives us experience and wisdom. You don't have to have a PhD, Bobby Robertson did that. Life gave I have so much I'd like to teach this younger generation right now. But you know what I find myself most of the time doing? I don't tell you. Oh, from the pulpit, but not in meetings. I've learned over the last few years, I'm just really quiet. My wife says, why aren't you more, why don't you, I, 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 Proverbs 20, verse 5, if you want wisdom, you have to draw it out of a well. I'm not going to tell you much anymore. Look, I, this part of my journey, I don't want you mad all the time. I could help you, boys. I could help you and assist your parents to raise you right. I could help you with a job. I could help you. I know how to help you. I know how to help you with a job. I know how to make you successful in a job. I do. I drove up to a coffee shop the other day, and, and, and the girl, I, I heard her, the order in front of me, the person drove up, and they ordered, and, and she said probably at least 20 times, is that all? Is that it? Is there anything else? That's what her, is there anything else? Is there anything else? Is there anything else? That's not how a successful person asks. You don't want to ask them and give them an opportunity to say no. You don't want to build your business. Is there anything else you need? You could say, what else can I get for you? Same thing. I could help you guys. I've helped so many boys create lawn businesses around here. One boy started a high school lawn business. By the time he graduated from college, he had $100,000 in the bank. I could help you learn how to do, I, I, I could help you get into law school if that's what God, I, I, I know I could help you. I know the calls to make. I know how to get you with the mayor of the city. I have the mayor sell. I know how to get you with the chief of police. I, I'm not smart like your parents with a lot of knowledge, but I do have wisdom. I wish you'd draw upon it. I, I wish some of you young couples would draw upon it. I want you to have wisdom. Our heads are bowed. I know that must sound proud. I, I, that was said from a man who has no idea how to turn a computer on. You talk about a dumb uh, person. With knowledge, I'm not smart like you. I do know God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. 
For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.